Hey guys, welcome to the Swerve Church Podcast. My name is Danny, the lead pastor. I pray that the message that you're about to hear is encouraging, uplifting, and honestly challenging as well. I want to invite you to join us in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub at 239 Stanhope Street, or catch church online at 11 a.m. on our YouTube or Facebook page. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I pray that you're blessed by today's message and that it helps draw you closer to Jesus. Hey guys, let's open up our Bibles to Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. In the classic Disney movie, The Lion King, Simba tragically saw the death of his dad and king of the Pride Lands, Mufasa. The tragedy sent him to run far away from everything he's ever known and his friends and his family. But in running away, he was also escaping the true calling on his life, what his father was trying to equip him for. His goal in life, his purpose, his destiny was to one day take the place of his father and be king. There's one thing keeping him from fulfilling this purpose. It's his past. He's full of regret, remorse, guilt, and shame. And because of that, he refuses to pursue the goal return home, and sit on the throne as king. In his running away, he makes two unlikely friends, Timon and Pumbaa, and they help him on his journey. They're able to decipher that his past is holding him down, and then this happens. Check out this clip. Something terrible, but I don't want to talk about it. Good, we don't want to hear about it. Come on, Timon, anything we can do? Not unless you can change the past. You know, kid, in times like this, my buddy Timon here says you gotta put your behind in your piss. No, no, uh, no. I mean... Amateur, lie down before you hurt yourself. It's you gotta put your past behind you. Fumba says, put your behind in the past, which Timon quickly corrects and says, you need to put your past behind you. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, like Simba had a goal to achieve, one day be the king of the Pride Lands, Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, has been talking about a goal that we are to strive for. The goal is that we will one day be in the presence of God, away from a world of sin, suffering, and pain, fully redeemed, restored, and renewed. So Paul has been telling us, this is what we strive for. This is what we have to look forward to. But sometimes there's things that can stand in our way of that striving, of running towards that goal. And one of those things can be our past. So in today's passage, he says this, number one, forget what is behind. Look at the verse once again. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. For Paul, there were lots of things from his past that could have potentially held him back from pursuing the goal. Previously, he mentioned in his resume of righteousness some things from his past that if he would have chosen to focus on them, would have restrained him from pursuing Christ. His religiosity, his heritage, his zeal, the, the rituals that he participated in, none of it was necessarily bad stuff on the outside, but all of it was powerless to save. So part of his past was good things that he did, his rule keeping and obedience, which were incapable of saving him, which if he would have focused on, would have kept him from striving towards the goal. But there was also a lot of evil done in the name of religion as well. Remember that before he encountered Christ, he would persecute followers of Jesus out of his zeal for God. He would imprison, beat, flog, and even execute Christians in the name of God. 
Can you guys imagine the emotional toll that must have had on him? Not only the words of self-righteousness and condemnation that he might have communicated to others as a Pharisee, but think about the actual bloodshed of innocent life. This would have built a huge weight of guilt and shame and embarrassment he would be under and perhaps reminded of daily. And he'd have to live the rest of his life with this reality that innocent people were dead because of him. But all that happened before he encountered Christ. And in order to pursue the goal, which remember, he claimed not to be there yet, it's not until we're in the presence of God, he had to forget what is behind. In other words, allow God to heal him from his past. Rely on God's forgiveness about his past. Otherwise, he'd remain trapped in his past. Some of you have been caught up in your past, and it's what's keeping you from thriving in the present. Like Paul, you're caught up either in all the good that you've done, the accolades you've achieved, the success that you've rendered, or you're caught up in the failures of the past, the people you've let down, the sins you've committed, your former life before you encountered Christ. When you stay stuck absorbing the past, you remain stagnant and incapable of progressing in life and especially spiritually. This is where some of you are right now. You're imprisoned by your past and you've allowed these previous sins and actions to stagnate you from the new work that God wants to do in your life. Paul said he was forgetting what was behind. He wasn't going to allow his past to define his future. What would become of his future is determined by God himself. By the way, I need to mention this because to forget what is behind doesn't mean that what you did in the past gets magically erased, okay? Unfortunately, we live in a place called reality, which means that your actions create consequences. Paul would have to live with remorse, regret, maybe even face the family and friends of people that he had murdered. He had to face people that he previously told, if you keep the law, God will redeem you. And he had to correct what he once taught. There are consequences to the actions that we take. You have to face those consequences. Some of you are facing those consequences right now. We don't live in a magical world where you can live as crazy as you want and then God magically makes it all go away. But to forget what is behind means that you don't allow the past and even the current consequences from holding you back from pursuing the goal. It means that no matter how ugly your past and how deep the consequences, what lies ahead is so much better. The goal is so much greater, which is why Paul then goes on to say that he will, number two, reach forward to what's ahead. Let's look at today's passage once more. It says this, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead as I pursue my goal. So what's ahead for Paul? It's the work that God has prepared for him to do. It's the good news of the gospel he's looking forward to sharing with people far from God. It's the churches to be planted, the leaders to be raised, the people to to be shepherded and loved. In other words, what lies ahead is all of God's blessings and the purposes that God has laid out for his life. For the entirety of Paul's life, he lived for self or for religion or for his family lineage. But now he's looking forward to living for the purposes of God which are so much better. This is what I pray and hope you all would come to the realization 
that to live for God and to live with God is so much better than all the earthly pursuits that you can imagine. That the hope that we experience with God is so much better than the hope you're placing in that relationship or in that boyfriend or in that girlfriend. That the eternal security that we have with God is so much better than the financial security you are so diligently sacrificing, striving and slaving for. That the purposes of God are so much greater than the purposes that you've laid out for your life or the purposes and expectations that others have laid out for you. That the passions of God are so much better than the passions that you've developed for yourself. That the joy of the Lord is so much greater and longer lasting and, 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 and than that momentary joy and pleasure that you can get from surrendering to that life of sin. So what's ahead for Paul? Thankfully for us, we are able to have this view of all that God did in and through Paul and the impact of his ministry. It was so impactful that we're reading a letter that he wrote to his friends and we're gleaning all this wisdom and being challenged and growing spiritually because of what God did in and through Paul. And this is what I want for you. And, and well, forget about what I want for you. This is what God wants for you. The Bible says that Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. A full life is what the NIV translates as. Without Christ, not only are we spiritually heading towards destruction, but it's not only our eternities at stake. It's also our present and future. You miss out on what's ahead. Guys, this is why people can live with all the money in the world in penthouses in New York City and be miserable. Yet others can live in huts and houses made from bamboo in third world countries and be full of joy. It's because of Christ. And this is why we're named Swerve. The definition of Swerve is an abrupt change in direction. And you need to know this. Without Christ, you are going the wrong way. You're heading in the wrong direction. You need an abrupt change in direction. And you need to reach forward to what's ahead. Let, let me tell you what I see in this room. I see a room full of people that God wants to bless so, so much. A room of people that God wants to heal, forgive, and restore. A room full of people that God wants to fill with a renewed purpose and outlook on life. A room full of people that God has gifted and filled with the Holy Spirit to share the hope of Christ with their friends, family, and neighbors. A room full of people that God has delivered from death, disaster, and the very grip of Satan himself. Why? Why did God do that? So that you can forget what is behind and look forward to what is ahead. And what God has for you all, man, oh man, if you could only see it, if you could just taste it. So Paul teaches us to forget what is behind, reach forward to what's ahead. And lastly, Paul says that he will, number three, pursue the goal. Look at today's passage one more time. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. We mentioned this last week as well. The pursuit is the striving towards the goal. In other words, we don't sit back all pretty and pampered, basking in our salvation. No, there's work to do. There's a striving to do. There's a goal we will one day reach, so we pursue it. We get our hands dirty, and we move towards the goal. And while Paul recognized his position in Christ as forgiven, redeemed, and restored, he did not use it as an excuse to stay put. In fact, you can make the argument that you cannot reach forward if there's no movement. How can you reach towards something when you're sitting still? Pursuit involves motion. 
So here's the question for you to wrestle with this morning. Are you moving? Well, yeah, Danny, you know, I, I moved to take the train to go to work. I moved to cook and clean and pick up after the kids. I moved to date and socialize, Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah, but, but do you move towards the goal? Are you moving? Are you pursuing the goal? Are you walking towards the goal? Are you striving towards the goal? Well, geez, Danny, it sounds like you're saying that my faith in Christ should impact how I live my life. Yes, precisely. It should impact all of your life. It should be a part of all of your life, of how you think and how you talk and how you live and how you manage your money and who you date and who you marry and how you raise your kids. Why? Because you're in pursuit of a goal. What is the goal? Like Paul said, it is the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus that one day will be in the presence of God, no longer consumed with and by sin, perfectly whole, restored and redeemed. So this, this has huge ramifications on what we do right now. And if you're here today and you realize that the way you've been living your life has not been satisfying, you've been empty for quite some time, and you know it, you know it. If you've been walking aimless and confused and lost and purposeless, it's because you've been pursuing the wrong goal. The Bible says we're all sinners heading for destruction apart from the intervention of God, who so loved us that even in our waywardness, the Creator entered His own creation in the person and work of Jesus. And Jesus lived the perfect and sinless life, and he took upon himself the punishment and wrath of God that we deserve. And he conquered Satan's sin and death and rose from the grave so now all who would put their faith in him would not only have an eternal life later, but an abundant, purpose-filled life right now. If you've been living for self, if you've been pursuing false ideologies, if you've been doing nothing, just allowing life to pass you by, let me tell you, this goal is so much better, and it has already been attained through the power of Jesus, and it's available to you. All you need to do is put your faith on Him. Then, let's get the striving. Forget what is behind, reach forward to what's ahead, and pursue the goal. Some of you have allowed your great accolades or your messy past from keeping you from pursuing the goal. You need to forget what is behind. You need to reach forward to what's ahead. And what God's got in store for you is so much better than what you think or, or, or what, for, what you think for your future. His purposes are greater. He wants to give you a better than a blessed life. Jesus wants to give you an abundant life. And that has nothing to do with money, career, or things. It has everything to do with a fulfilled, joyful, purposeful life. And you need to pursue the goal. I hate to break it to you, but you haven't made it. And neither have I. We're all on a journey growing in Christ-likeness, but this goal of one day being fully redeemed, restored, and renewed, we pursue. We get after it. Forget what is behind. Reach forward to what's ahead and pursue the goal. So God, I know that in this room and listening to my voice right now, there's all different backgrounds and paths. And I just pray, God, that you would help loosen the grip of the things of our past. Those things that are keeping us from accepting your grace and forgiveness and from living out this new reality as forgiven children of God. Holy Spirit, help us to reach forward to what's ahead, to not stay stagnant and still, but to get active. Shoot fire into our bones, God, and give us a new desire. Give us new passions to reach forward to what you've prepared for us to do. We pursue the goal, God. We know that we haven't made it yet, but we refuse to use that as an excuse. With your help, Lord, help us to grow in holiness. Help us practice for heaven. May the world see the difference 
that you have made in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I truly pray and hope that you were challenged and encouraged by today's message. I want to take a second to invite you to join us in person. We're gathering this Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub, 239 Stanhope Street, right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And come on over, join us, come to the Swerve Hub. Let's worship together. Let's get together. Let's worship God together. Let's learn and grow together. Let's fellowship together. Why don't you come on out and join us in person this Sunday?